If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. We've got a very very special edition. It's a Euro 2020 special. The final is just around the corner. The big question is, is it coming home or is it headed for Rome? Joining me to discuss uh, this huge game coming up on Sunday, it's the old team. The guys are back. Simply Serie A Originals. Uh, welcome back to the show. First of all, Vittorio Campanile, how are you, my friend? I'm fine, thanks. What about yourself? A little bit hot here, yeah. but still fine. I wish it was uh, hotter here. It's okay here today, actually, for, for England standards. It's not bad. Uh, also, welcome back to the show, the brilliant Tommy Milanese. It's been a while, man. How are you doing? Yeah, good to good to be back. It's, it's, to be fair, it's quite it's all hot as well. Yeah, I'm in London, um, but my flat's got loads of glass. So, you know, when the sun's out a bit, like right now, it, it gets a bit hot. So I'm in the same boat as Victoria there. It, it, it's that annoying hot, though, here, isn't it? it? Is. Where it's like you're all sticky, but it's not hot enough to, like, go out and like i don't know take your top off and and lie down <laughs> in the sun but it's annoying hot it's one yeah, of those... i'm enjoying it i got a little terrace you know i'm close to the river so i got a bit of wind and stuff so uh, obviously now I close all the windows for you know to not get any noise <laughs> in the headphones but when it's all out it's all right so you're gonna see tommy halfway through wiping the sweat from his forehead That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let, let's get into it because obviously it's a huge, huge game coming up at the weekend. It's the Euro 2020 final, even though it's been played in 2021, between Italy and England. Um, I was at the Italy-Spain game the other night, uh, as was Tommy. Uh, Vittorio, I know you've been to see Italy in Rome during this, uh, during this campaign as well. Um, it has been a really strong campaign for the Italians. Let's start off there. It's been very impressive. There's been a, a real transformation, I would say, under Roberto Mancini. We're seeing a slightly different style of football. But Vittorio, what I thought was really great about Italy against Spain the other night was we saw them when they had to dig in and, and kind of go back to the qualities and the style that maybe is what they've been associated with in years gone by. What did you make of the performance in, uh, against Spain? Well, uh, it, it was... A good performance. I thought the team grow as the, as the match go on, mm -hmm. and uh, you know nobody expected to see Italy in the final. They had a, a tough uh, fixture, right? Spain and so on. So uh, I was impressed. And you have to admit that even if Chiellini and Bonucci are not getting any younger, they're still prob probably the best central defender now in Europe, and they show it against. Uh, all the team in this competition. So uh, Mancini changed the mindset of this team, but obviously defense 
is where this team shine. Uh, even with the changes, you know, uh, Emerson Palmieri started, uh, but Donnarumma is improving day after day. So uh, this central defense is quite good. So against a tough team like Spain, but even against Lukaku, let's not forget that Lukaku, um, top scorer in Serie A, etc. He didn't score, if not on a penalty. So Italy defense is playing great. So this could be a key for this final. Tommy, you were at the game as well on um, on Tuesday night. It felt like a home game for Italy, didn't it? Because there were so many Italian fans in the stadium. Um, would you, sort of going into the game against England, are you worried a little bit about the fact that England are likely to have that kind of, first of all, they have the home advantage because it's being played on English soil, but there are expected to be way more England fans inside the stadium. How important do you think that could be? Absolutely, I think it's a it's a massive factor to take to to think about. Like when you when you play at home, it, it's completely different, um, and especially for England, uh, I feel like the players have this momentum that they've been growing throughout the tournament, uh, and this being the most important important game of of their history, or at least from six to six. Um, so it must, I think it would be massive difference because you may say that in, in the Italy Spain game there was more Italians. Um, but it, the difference wasn't huge. Maybe there was a bit more. I don't know because I was I was right where all the Italian fans were. So looking around, to be fair, I did see a bit more blue. But the the, the difference wasn't huge. They they still had a, a fair good uh, percentage. But uh, with with the final is going to be different. I, I mean I don't know the figures, but I assume there probably be what forty fifty thousand English fans and eight nine thousand Italians, and it, it will make a difference, especially. In the in the second half of the game, or even if we go to extra time, um, when you know when all the players will be tired and and the game will be more mental rather than physical, uh, and that can really make a difference. Um, and and yeah, it, when we went to, to the penalties with Spain, uh, we had we were lucky enough to win the the, the coin flip. Um, great skills by Kellini there to win that. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we, we we did it right in front of our fans, and I think I think that helped massively. Um, I can't imagine shooting a penalty again, having a wall of, I don't know, 10,000 people in front of me trying to catch my attention and move their arms and screaming uh, my girlfriend's name and, and all that. So, so yeah, I think it would be a huge difference. And that's one of the biggest reasons why um, it, England is, is the favourite, in my opinion. If you take that out, Vittorio, if you take the home advantage away and you just look at the two teams and, and we'll share... Uh, the teams on the screen, this is how we think it's probably going to be. Uh, for Italy, it's probably, well, we know it's going to be Donnarumma in goal. Back four of Emerson, Chiellini, Bonucci and Di Lorenzo. In midfield, we're expecting Verratti, Jorginho and Barella with uh, Insigne from the left, Chiesa from the right, Immobile up top. Uh, for England, Pickford in goal, Walker, Stones, Maguire, Shaw, Phillips, Rice, Mount, Saka, Kane and Sterling. Now, of course, we're guessing these teams it's not set in stone just yet. But Vittorio, if you look at those two teams and you take the, the home factor out of it, which is the best side for you? Who should be the favourites mm. based on football alone? Well, it's difficult. Uh, I would say the Italian team is slightly better. Uh, I think midfield, the Italian midfield is much better. But I'm scared of the speed of England. Uh, Saka, Sterling, you know, they are, they are very fast. Uh, Emerson struggled in the last match. So, you know, that that could be the turning point. If uh, Italy is able to stop 
the wingers of England and play football as they like using Jorginho, Verratti and Barella, Italy could win this match. But um, I would say Italy is the best team. But, you know, it's a final. Uh, an episode can change anything. And on the other side, we have to say that Italy had a tough fixture. Belgium, uh, Spain. On the other side, England arrived to the final pretty much beating the worst Germany of the last 20 years, can we say it? So, and Denmark, come on, who expected Denmark to reach the semi-final before the beginning of the tournament, especially without Ericsson? So, you know, England reached the final, they deserve to win, they deserve to reach the final. But I still think the, the fact that they didn't play against a big team could have a huge impact in a final. Tommy, what do you make of the two sides? And, and again, you know, put the put the home advantage to one side in terms of purely football inability and looking at those two groups of players. If you were a manager and I said to you, you can have this squad or this squad, which one would you pick? Well, I would always pick Italy, of course. <laughs> but no, I think that name by name, I think it's very balanced because if you do a combined 11, um, I think I think that would be, it would be very balanced. It would be a very colourful team. Uh, but one thing to, to think is that this is not really a starting team. There are two men that would be very, very important for us that would make a huge difference. One, obviously, being Spinazzola, which got injured, and it was the, definitely the, uh, the best player in the tournament for Italy, probably together with Jorginho. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really making a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and Emerson, like, like Vittorio said, struggled a bit. He had a couple of good moments here and there um, when I was attacking, but defensively as well, it, it was completely different. And the other one is Florenzi, which I saw it against Spain, he was warming up, so he's, he's, he's okay, but he's not fully fit, so I don't know if he will start or not, probably not. Um, but yeah, Di Lorenzo to me has been, it hasn't been awful, but in my opinion, has been a bit of a weaker link in that, in that back four um, in, in the last few games. Um, he's the one that gave away the penalty for Belgium as well, which in my opinion was a bit soft, but still he against um, Dakar, he, he was struggling the whole the whole game and Belgium knew and then they started to push down the, um, down the left um, even more. Um, so yeah, so I think if you put Spinazzola and Florenzi in there and maybe even a Pellegrini on the bench, which is obviously got injured a few days before we started the tournament, I think Italy will be slightly better. Um, as it is now with Emerson and Di Lorenzo, I think it's, it's very balanced. Um, and um, one thing I'm afraid of is that this England team... I think works very well against the way we play because obviously we go we use the wings a lot um, with the you know with the way we play we have a back four but we all know that in possession it become a back three with Di Lorenzo shifting in the back three and Emerson or Spinazzola whoever is there um, goes up on the field almost as a winger so Insigne can get a bit closer to center with Immobile and we almost um, play with a kind of a three two five in possession when we attack. Um, so yeah, we, we love to go down the wings and to have uh, players like Barella, you know, cutting in. But English, yeah, the, um, the back four of England has been very, very solid, and especially um, the fullbacks. I would say they have been uh, phenomenal so far. Walker and Shaw, maybe they haven't been tested enough. I agree with Torio that they had a pretty easy run. Um, so yeah, maybe they haven't been tested enough. But I think whatever they played, they've been great. Uh, as same from Stones and Maguire, which. To be fair, I didn't expect him to perform this, this good because Stones obviously had a bit of a um, not not his best season. Let's say Maguire has been good, but um, you know he 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 showed a couple of times that he can make a little mistake. But in this tournament, they've been incredibly solid. Uh, so I think the way we play, uh, England England can work very well. 
Yeah, I, I that, think I think that if this fast, if Immobile and Chiesa play fast and go deep, that's where England could struggle because Stone and Maguire are quite slow. So if you can attack them centrally and going deep, like Immobile does with Lazio, for example, that could create a lot of problems. Uh, I agree with Tommy. Uh, the wingers that on the on the sides, England can be very very dangerous. So I imagine that uh, Mancini will prepare something to maybe force Insigne to help a little bit more Emerson when when England is attacking, or the other option could be we keep the ball and don't don't give them a chance and try to find a solution centrally because Maguire Stone have played well. They're very physical. They're very strong, but they are slow. So this could be, I think, the plan for Italy for the final. That's true. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in my little unpopular opinion there. Go on. Uh, <laughs> I think I mean I wouldn't want to be Mancini's uh, shoes, but I might start Berardi instead of Chiesa um, for a reason because I think Berardi is, is a bit more. I mean, Chiesa is a better footballer. We, I think I think we all know that. But Berardi is a bit more clean, I would say. He keeps the ball a bit better. He loses it less than Chiesa. Um, and we know that if you if you have a you know a narrow like Chiesa to, to put in in the sixtieth minute or even later if the if the game is going well, that can really make a difference. And it happened with Austria, of course, that we were really struggling. Uh, physically, and I think that's what's going to happen with England as well, because England is a very physical team like, like Austria, and we struggled, and Chiesa came in and completely changed the game. Um, when Berardi came on in um, against Spain, I don't think it made a huge difference, although he did have the, the only big chance um, from the, what, 70th minute onwards. Um, but yeah, I think Berardi is a very good player to keep the ball, to offer more to the team, maybe even come back a bit more, um, you know, get some passes in with that midfield, and then if Kiesa comes in later, it can really make a difference. But if we play the other way around, of course, Kiesa is a phenomenal player, so he might score or contribute to a goal early on. We, we obviously we don't know that, uh, but I think, yeah, between the two, Berardi, I think, will be less effective in the later stage of the game, which is the part of the games I'm worried the most. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that because I feel like Kiesa can be very impactful late on in games. I, I agree with that. The only thing I would say, though, is one of England's biggest threats, in my opinion, is when Raheem Sterling cuts inside from the left and Luke Shaw comes on the outside. Playing Federico Chiesa, though, may pin Luke Shaw back a little bit more. Um, that's the only kind of sort of argument I'd have against that, maybe, is that Luke Shaw would think twice about leaving the spaces behind him for Chiesa to expose because he is quicker than Berardi. He is a better runner, in my opinion. So that's something that, you know, you could consider. But when I think back to the Spain game, and, and I said in the lead up to the game, I was really interested to see how Italy would cope against the side that were definitely going to dominate possession because up until that point in the tournament, Italy had been quite dominant in games and this time they were going to have to face a very different challenge the difference between England and Spain though is I think that Spain, uh, England sorry, are probably better equipped to deal with that Italian counter-attack you saw against Spain when they pushed up the field Immobile would tuck inside the balls would be played forward beyond the Spain midfield and there was a big gaping hole between Spain's defence and midfield for the likes of uh, Immobile, Insigne etc to get onto the ball and make things happen England have Phillips and Rice, who I don't think are the greatest footballers in the world. I think they actually cause England issues at times in terms of their inability to progress the ball well enough. But they are 
players who will sit in that space, I think, and protect it. So I think Italy have got to approach this game a little bit differently to the one they uh, to the way they did against Spain. Talking about combined eleven, Tommy mentioned a combined eleven. What I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the positions and I'm going to pick give you two names and I want you guys to give me a one-word answer on which one you would pick so we can try and come up with some sort of combined 11 between these two sides. So uh, I'll start with you, Vittorio. This one's easy for me. Donnarumma, Pickford. I think there's no discussion here, right? Pickford <laughs> is much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Tell me, same? <laughs> I think he'll win this debate against probably any keeper in the world right now. Yeah. At the yeah. moment, yes, probably. Agreed. Uh, Walker or Di Lorenzo? I go Walker first. For me. Yeah, go yeah. Anyone, anyone first. Walker, Walker, Walker. Walker. Walker is playing great. I like, I like him a lot. He's got incredible recovery pace as well, hasn't he? That even when he's yeah. caught out of position or the team are caught out of position, he just is and so he's physical as well. It's not easy to be fast and physical like he is. So mm. you know, it's perfect. I agree. Yeah, his his pace has always been his strength, isn't it? But um, we saw back in the day, Spurs or Man City as well. He he was coming up the field a lot. While in this England team, it looks like he actually has a bit more um, defensive role, and he likes to yeah stay back. And his recovery is phenomenal. Um, Insigne, of course, is not the most physical player, so he might struggle against it. But we'll, we'll come to that. Stones or Chiellini? It's gonna have to be. I I think Chiellini. Chiellini, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I agree. Maguire or Bonucci? Bonucci for me. Yeah, I think Bonucci still. Yeah. I, Maybe I the single match is still the best. Also, Bonucci for us is very important to, you know, we play the ball from the back a lot and he's great at that, yeah. isn't it? To control the ball, passes, even like, you know, pings. He's, I, I really like Bonucci. I'm a big fan, so I'll go for him. Sure. Or Emerson, Vittorio? Sure, I think this is quite easy. Emerson hasn't played, a, hasn't played a lot this season and you can see it, right? Uh, and I think this could be a big problem in a match so important like that. Yeah, I agree that. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Shaw. Um, I think he had a great season in Man United and he's been phenomenal in these Euros. Um, I agree it was going to be a, a tough battle for Di Lorenzo to contain the likes of Sterling and Shaw at the same time. He's going to have, he's going to need a lot of support. Uh. Yeah, for sure. So, so far, for sure, do you get it? For, so far, we've got uh, Donnarumma in goal then. We've got Walker at right back. We've got Shaw at left back and we've got the two Italian centre-halves in Chiellini and Bonucci. Uh, Pretty moving bad so far. In, yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, moving forward, Verratti or Phillips? Easy, right? Surely. I Open think Verratti. Yeah, I think Verratti is one of the best in the world in his position. So again, like Donnarumma, he will win this debate with most midfielders right now. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Barella or Rice? Uh, I didn't like the performance of Barella uh, in the last match, but overall, I think he's better than Rice. Mm -hmm. But he needs to step up in the final. Tommy, it's a bit of a tough one because they don't really play the same role, do they? Barella is mm -hmm. more a box to box. Rice likes to stay. The I'm a huge fan of Rice as well. Uh, I met him personally as well, and I mean, I saw him play. is is phenomenal. I, I don't know. It's it's a different position. Um, Maybe I should compare him to Jorginho. Maybe yeah. that's a better. So yeah. let's do Jorginho and Rice then. I'll take Jorginho there. It's a yeah. very close one, in my opinion. It's not a. It's not like Donnarumma. It's uh. It's a very close one because again, I'm a huge fan of Rice, but I'll take Jorginho for the penalties as well. 
<laughs> the little step up. Okay, let's let's do Mount and Barella then. I know Vittorio, you wasn't best pleased with Barella's performance last time out, but would you put him ahead of Phillips? I, I absolutely would. Uh, was it Philip? Yeah, I'm getting confusing myself. Philip, sorry. Mount, 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 sorry. Again, I think Mount didn't play well the, the last match too. They are very good players. Um, this is a close one, honestly. Yeah. Maybe Mount because it's younger, I think. Yeah. Okay, uh, moving into the, let's say, the wide forward positions. Uh, so let's go on the left-hand side. Let's go with Insigne or Sterling. I would, I would say Insigne. Uh, I don't like uh, diving too much of Sterling, but I still think that Insigne should should give a little bit more to this team. I think he's such talent. Um, I think he could do a little bit more. So I expect, I hope to see that in the final. But I think Insigne is a better player. Uh, for me, it's a very another very tough one, very tight. I think Insigne is maybe a better footballer, but I think I'll take Sterling, especially for the form he's in. Um, it's been it's been the, the the best player in the England team. So again, in a one on one, maybe I think Insigne will be a slightly a bit of a better um, footballer. But I think I'll take Sterling. Saka or Chiesa? This is difficult. I, I the Euro Saka had did was unbelievable. So you know, but even Chiesa. So I don't know. Oh, Saka I'll, probably. I'll take this one. I'll, I'll go for Kiers on this. I know, Harry, you're a massive fan of Saka for obvious reasons. Uh, and I, I'm a huge fan of him as well. He's been fun. Even in, in, the, in the Premier League last season, he's probably been the best man for Arsenal, isn't it? But I have a soft spot for Kiers. Um, yeah, I really love him. So I think, I think I'll take him. So it's funny. Me and Vittorio chose their opposite wingers. I chose yeah. Yeah. Kiers yeah. and Sterling and he chose Insigne and Saka. Even as an Arsenal fan, though, I think I would lean towards Chiesa as well. If I, if I could, if I had one in the side to, that I needed to get me a goal or produce a moment in a big game, I'd still lean towards Chiesa. I think Saka's fantastic, but you know, Saka can be a little bit raw at times, and um, I think that was kind of overlooked at the back end of last season when he was playing for Arsenal because of how good he'd done up until that point. But there were games at the back in the last season where he did waste chances, where he did make the wrong decisions in the final third. And, you know, we've got to remember he's 19 years old, right? He's still got a yeah. long way to go. Yeah. Um, I think part of the reason he's in this England side is not because he's the most potent player in the final third or the most effective, but because he is so versatile, he will work back and defend. He gives Gareth Southgate a tactical flexibility that a lot of other players don't. And, and that's, for me, why he had to be in the squad, why he's in the squad and why he's now playing a, a really important and part. His speed, his speed can make a huge difference. Yep. So, you know, he's really dangerous. For sure. Yeah, especially the way England plays with Kane, which we're going to come to in a second, that obviously drops deep and something learned last season with Mourinho and he's been very effective. A player like Saka, can only, just like Son in, 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 the, in the Spurs team, yeah. can only benefit from that. And that's why he's working very well. I think one of the reasons why we saw that against Denmark, the first goal was Kane dropping deep and putting the space to Saka and then in the middle. So, for sure. Let's move on to that final position then, Kane uh, or Immobile. Uh, Tommy is a is a, is a Tottenham man here in the UK, um, and Vittorio is a Lazio man. So, I'm gonna kind of guess what you guys are gonna go for: Vittorio, Immobile, or Kane. Well, in this Euros. Kane has been more effective 
But as a player, I, I tend to prefer Chiro. But, you know, that two world-class striker. So uh, I think that Mancini static penalize Chiro Mobile. So yeah. that, that's probably the difference. Tommy, your take on this one, Kane or Immobile? I love it. I love Immobile with all my heart, but I think Kane is probably top two or three players in the world at the moment. Um, I'll probably only take Messi on top of him, <laughs> to be fair. I think he's phenomenal in every aspect of the game. Um, attacking, scoring goals, assists, dropping deep, even defending is, is done a lot um, in, this, in Spurs in England as well. He's, to me, in his all-run play, he's, he's phenomenal at everything. Yeah? He's only missing a little bit of pace. If he had that as well, he'd literally be a machine. So I'll take Harry. Yeah, I think I'd probably lean towards Kane just because of, as, as Vittorio said, I, I think Mancini's tactics do um, maybe isolate Immobile a little bit. And I think that for me with Kane, I mean, the first few games of the tournament, he was getting absolutely hammered, wasn't he, by the British media for not uh, not having an impact, not scoring any goals. And a lot of that is down to a lack of service. And I think that he was being done a disservice by being so heavily criticised. Um, I thought he was quite fortunate the other day, actually, with with the penalty, because it was a, a, a terribly struck penalty. Um, and he was lucky that the ball fell to him. And But sometimes you need those moments in football. And I think Definitely. England certainly got that moment, didn't they, in, in that game against Denmark. And it wasn't a penalty for me. There's been a lot of back and forth about that. And, you know, England fans have kind of... I've actually received quite a lot of stick from England fans over the last few <laughs> days. I've had them calling me bitter, uh, calling me salty, etc., etc., just because I don't think that that particular incident was a penalty kick, it doesn't mean that I'm bitter about England doing well. I, I don't care, honestly. I just want to see a, a great tournament and a, and a great final. Um, coming back to you, Tommy, how do you think this one's going to play out? I I suspect it's going to be quite a cagey encounter. I think um, I don't really see it being in any of the two sides' interest to try and play this open, expansive game. Therefore, I think it is going to be tight and I think it will be decided on one or two big moments. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, we know that Italy has been uh, an attacking team in this tournament and England maybe has been, it hasn't been a defensive team, but not quite as attacking as Italy or the likes of Italy or Spain have been. Um, so I, I, I'm expecting to, for Italy to have the ball the most, at least in the first half. Um, but yeah, uh, they're, not, they're definitely not going to, expose themselves too much, uh, definitely. Um, I think what would make a big difference in England's favour could be, the, like I said before, the last part of the game. So either the last 20, 15 minutes of the second half or even extra time if it gets to that. Um, one big thing, but one big advantage that England has is the players they have in the bench. I think they have a very deep squad. And if you look up front, for example, yeah, the, probably Sterling, Kane and Saka will start, but then they have Grealish, um, Foden, uh, Sancho, Bellingham, uh, uh, so many, so many incredible players. You could literally have a second team there almost. Well, I think Italy lacks a bit of that. Of course, we have Berardi and Chiesa, whoever will start, probably Chiesa. So Berardi will probably come on. Um, but then the second, the second change for that is Bernardeschi. That's our second change in, in on the wings position, which I mean, uh, is, is a good player, of course, plays for Juventus. He has, a, he has had a career, but I don't think he's nowhere near the likes of, like I said, Sancho, Foden and all that. And same for Belotti. I'm a huge fan of him. He's a great warrior. He's a great uh, striker. 
playing with the back of, of the goal, defending the, the uh, you know defending the ball. Um, but I mean, again, he's he's not. I don't think he's at that, that level. So I think the changes will make a huge difference. Uh, and England, my yeah, my um, yeah, my have a little advantage there. And again, with the with the home advantage again, like I said, when the, the players will get tired at the end, and it will be more psychological than physical. That could be that could also make the difference. So I think Italy knows that, and I think they will try and will want to close the game earlier. Uh, so hopefully, score one in the first half. Um, if not early in the second half, and it can keep it keep it the way. Yeah, Vittorio, how do you see it playing out? I see it a little bit different. Uh, we saw it in the semi-final. The first 10 minutes, England was pushing massively thanks to the fans. So if Italy can resist the first 10 minutes, then it could be a different game. I think Italy will try, I agree with Tommy, to control the ball using the most talent in the midfield. You know, Verratti, Giorginio, Barella has to play a great match and try to keep the ball and open space for, for our strikers. Uh, Key will be Chiellini and Bonucci uh, stopping uh, Kane because uh, we said the wingers are very good, but as Tommy mentioned, uh, Kane is a great assist man. He can create space for the others. So it will be key for Chiellini and Bonucci to neutralize him and um, keep the ball and try to have chances. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> the fact that the bench of England is, is unbelievable. Foden is not playing. I mean, Sancho is not playing. How, how many minutes did Sancho play? I mean, he's he went to Manchester United <laughs> uh, for an incredible amount of money and he's not playing in the national team. That's unbelievable, you know. And uh, the fact that Spinazzola is missing, that's going to be a huge disadvantage for Italy. Um, so, you know, I think England is favourite, not only because they're playing at home, but because they have more option. So Italy has to try to control the first 10 minutes and then try to score and keep the ball, don't give in a chance to, to England. Uh, because in the modern football substitution, we often see that the player coming from the bench had a huge impact, score, made the assist, changed the game. So that's going to affect the final and England has more option there than Italy. So Italy has to try to close the match as soon as possible, but it's not going to be easy. Other thing very important, Italy played extra time, went for the penalty. England didn't have all, didn't lose all that energy. It's true that uh, Southgate said, ah, they had one day of rest more, but Italy played much more than England. So this could affect the performance uh, Sunday. It's, um, it's funny because when I was talking to some England fans earlier on the 90 Min show, head over to YouTube and check it out, they were adamant that. Italy are the favourites and Italy fans are adamant that England are the favourites. That just goes to show to me how close this one is likely to be because neither side are going into this particularly confident that their side is going to be the ones to come away and, and, and win the trophy. It is it's going to be such a fascinating game. There's going to be so many little individual battles going on on the pitch. You talked about uh, Chiellini and Kane and of course Chiellini famously had those words to say about Spurs didn't he after Juve uh, knocked Spurs out of the Champions League so there's that kind of little side story as well there's so much um, so much to, to unfold and I'm really yeah, looking forward to it I'm not, I'm not buying into that underdog story for England at yeah. all no me I, neither me I neither. think the English fans are saying it you know because they don't want to jinx it they, they don't want to go into yeah we're favourites we're probably going to win and, and then lose it you know what I mean 
But let's let's not forget that Italy, yeah, has been playing amazing and all that. But only two years ago, it was probably the the lowest point in our recent history, at least. Um, we didn't qualify for the World Cup. There was no excitement whatsoever on the team. There was good players here and there, but they could not play together at all. And that was only two years ago. And um, of course, we've been in a great run with Mancini, and we played well. But I feel like we've been we've been playing better than we should in a way. Mancini really got the best out of his players. That doesn't mean that our players are you know quite that level. Um, we have an incredible team, and we've been doing good. But it doesn't doesn't mean anything. England team, player by player, are phenomenal. And they have, again, the home crowd advantage. They have a, a deeper bench. They have the momentum. Uh, they have so many more things. And we have a couple of injuries as well. We mentioned Spinazzola and, and, and Florenzi. I think, I think is is England the favourite by quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rio Ferdinand said it, right? He said he doesn't care who will win that the other semi-final. England is better than Italy and Spain. So, you know, and you're playing at home. I mean, oh. if it was... If it was in France, I would say, you know, Italy could be the favourite. But in London, with I don't know how many English fans at the stadium, I mean, let's be honest, they're, they're clearly the favourite. Uh, and Spinazzola missing could be could have a huge impact. So, you know, England, England is favourite. You have to be honest. Then anything can happen. It's a final. I mean, if Pickford make a mistake after 10 minutes everything changes, right? Or if Bonucci is going to be sent off after 25 minutes, it's a different yeah. match. It's a different story. So in the final, episodes can change everything. The only thing I would add is that, as Tommy said, this the Italian national team is it's not a great team. It's, no one expected to see them playing like that. But in the history of Italy, the national team, when they reach the final stage of the Euro of the World Cup, they pick up and they start playing much better than expected. This is the only thing you have to say about Italy. Right? In the football, final stage... pedigree. Yeah, I don't know. But we, even the, the Italy of Antonio Conte, people will remember. That was a terrible team. But Awful. We, but we nearly arrived to the final, right? So, you know, and it's unbelievable. We played with Parolo, um, midfield and so on. And Giaccherini, Giaccherini, I mean, what are we talking about? So, you know. I agree, I agree. Let's get your, to wrap up, let's get your predictions and we'll get you guys in the uh, chat to uh, drop your predictions down below as well. I'll go first if you want. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with an England win, but a narrow England win in extra time because of the reasons that, we've discussed where they do have that extra bit of depth off of the bench. And I think that that could prove key that along with the home advantage, I think could maybe potentially wear Italy down if the game goes on for that longer period that, that, you know, I do think that suits England. So that's, that's going to be uh, my prediction, Vittoria. 2-0 England. <laughs> I know he's doing that. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> I was going to say something different, but I kind of want to say 4 0 England now. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I reckon, right, I reckon I reckon we go to penalties. I reckon we'll score first. Um, it won't hold up 1 0, and then England will play better in, this, in the extra time, but we'll go to penalties. And I'm not going to say who's going to win. Let's see. That's my prediction. England would have to win the uh, the coin toss first, and then they can worry about 
about winning the penalties uh, guys thank you all so much uh for coming on and joining me for this uh for those of you that are watching us on the chronicles of aguna youtube channel please subscribe to the simply Serie A podcast we'll be back in a few weeks uh, ahead of the new season where you can catch us talking about all things Serie A. the link is in the description below uh so yes it's great that you're watching us here. Hit a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. But it would really help us as well if you subscribe to the Simply Serie A podcast uh, for your Italian football fix every week. Uh, so, yeah, do get involved. Uh, Vittorio, how can people follow you on social media and keep up to date with all your brilliant work? Well, they can follow me on YouTube and on uh, Twitter at Vittorio Campa and uh, Lazio Lounge if you want to hear about Lazio in English. Brilliant stuff. Tommy, how can people keep up to date with you? Uh, on Twitter, uh, Tommy Mila, Tommy M-I-L-A. Uh, mostly personal opinion about all football, really, Italian, English. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, no, no, no huge amount of content there, but for, yeah, getting there. T Tommy posts some great pictures, though. You do post great photos. There you go. Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. <laughs> right, guys, we're going to leave it there. Thank you all so much. And let's hope for an enjoyable final this coming Sunday. As I say, subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you leave us a review and we'll be back very, very soon with more. Is it coming home or is it headed to Rome? Just a couple of days till we find out. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.